How are you guys doing today? It's Jake from the Fourth Liners podcast, and I'm here with Bryce. And Bryce, I have some bad news. Um, What's the news? Well, I gotta, I gotta probably just like caught you off guard there, but I have to get a new office chair because the hydraulics on this chair. So first of all, it's an Amazon chair, right? And it's around a hundred bucks. I'm like, oh, that's a decent price. No, no. If you want a really good office chair, you're gonna have to spend a little more. But this office chair is giving me so many problems. You probably, guys probably hear it in the podcast. Whenever I, the hydraulics, it like slides. So I have to keep pushing the chair up. And so you guys will hear noise around the like my area. And you'll hear it on the podcast, which I bet is annoying as hell. Why did the hydraulics break though? Why are you so fat? It, it must be my weight. It must be my weight. You know You're I mean? overweight. Well, you know. You're overweight. I'm just kidding. You're not overweight at all. All right. The chair just sucks. I'm going to go work out right now. Um. If you don't want to spend a lot of money on a chair, um, like I've bought a lot of Staples chairs in my life and like yeah. they're not that bad. Like they're not like the highest quality stuff. I'm sitting in a Staples chair right now. I'm sitting in like a Staples quote gaming unquote gaming chair. Yeah. And it's all right. Like, you know, like a hundred and something bucks. Like uh, I think they're worth it. Well, see, see, I, like I don't know if I like I, I want like a more um, back supporting comfortable chair rather than a gaming chair. Like, you know what I mean? Man, have you ever seen, what, what are they called? Herman Millers? Are they expensive? Herman Millers. Oh, God, yeah. It's like $1,000 for these chairs. I mean, it would be a good investment, like, if they if they do last long. Oh, yeah. I, like, I'm not going to lie. Being look, comfortable look in your sitting. Herman Miller? I might Herman do that. Miller. Yeah, Herman Miller. I mean, that's a lot look of money. Look up right now. Herman Miller. Oh, no, don't buy them. I'm just saying, look at them. They're Herman insane. Miller. Well, I bet, the, I bet they have every um, yeah, whistle on it or whatever you say. Herman Miller. Oh, man, they look high tech. They look fancy, too. But, yeah, these things are like $1,000, though, man. I swear to God. But you know what else happened to this office chair that I have? I I, I was leaning on... It has an armrest that like goes up and down. I was leaning on the, one, the right armrest, and it just completely snapped off. And I was playing okay, Xbox with my buddies. How much was this chair originally? Okay, I don't remember. It was probably like a hundred, and maybe I got it on sale for like eighty. Okay, even 70. for a hundred though, it shouldn't be fucking. It shouldn't be snapping. Man, it is, what? It is like complete junk. Like it wasn't too bad like, at that time. Bad. It's bad. It's bad. It's it's definitely a product from like you know. Like over, if overseas. you told me you bought the chair for forty bucks, I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But like a no. hundred bucks, like I don't think a chair should be breaking for a hundred no. bucks. Well, that's the thing, like. I mean, maybe I like I saw the reviews and some were good, some were bad. But like, honestly, I don't think it's a long lasting chair. Like at first it wasn't bad. At first the it didn't slide down. The Nothing broke. But I, you know what? I think it's, a, it's the wor- a the worst chair I ever bought was a $40 chair from Walmart like six oh, years ago. Oh, man, that, that sounds it like was, a mistake. It hurt my ass, bro. It lost all of its cushioning after a few months. And like I was literally just sitting on like, I swear to God, like. <laughs> like deflated leather and like metal rods it hurt is, so bad don't you love metal rods up your uh you know up up your up your butt yeah, yeah. that's i live for that that's well, be nice. speaking of metal rods up your butt uh the calgary flames have really been through it lately yes but they have things seem to turn around so they lost goudreau to columbus somehow what the what the hell is columbus what is that i mean columbus <sighs> Like, why do they have a team? Calgary is just like they've been why through Columbus a lot of emotions. And not Cleveland. Uh, actually, I, I I do know the answer why he went. Um, oh, why he, he came on Spitting Chicklets podcast? So like, you know, I watch that pretty regularly, and um, they've had him on before. Yeah, he's a really nice guy, and he had a pretty reasonable explanation of why he went there. 
And right. I, I support it. And where what he kind of basically said was that, um, you know, the initial like idea was to go back home. Um, I, I so I don't think he was going to resign with Calgary, right? Yeah, he wanted to go to Philly, right? But Philly is just such a dumpster fire. Philly, New Jersey, somewhere closer to home, right? Yeah. But then he kind of said um, he's having a new kid on the way, and he kind of wants a place not where he's bombarded by family. Not that he doesn't enjoy their company, but he wants to have like their own separate like life, kind of where he can just mm-hmm. be with his wife, his kid, and have a family. And then and then he's heard that Columbus, Ohio, is actually a pretty cool place to be. He. Um, wants to go see Ohio State Kings, which is a pretty reputable um, university too in the states. Where you know, it's just a bunch of things like that came into factor, and then that, that he, you know, is not going to be noticed. I mean, not noticed, but like you know, he he can make a home there, and it's not like so much pressure. I don't think he was really worried about the pressure so much. I think it was just you know him leaving somewhere else that was in the states. Kind of, I think he wanted to go back to the states. Because I, I think during COVID where he couldn't really visit his family as much because it was Canada to the U.S. border, which is pretty understandable, right? If you're American and your family's all in the States, the past few years, you really couldn't see them that much, right? So I think that was the deciding factor of Johnny Goudreau going to Columbus. Um, he took less money, but he's still making like a shit ton of money. So um, I don't think he's complaining. I've heard, talking about Columbus, I know that it's got a big reputation for being like a college city. Um, yeah. But like Columbus, in a way, does give me like I like like kind of smaller, like fun cities. Right. Like that's, you know, I think I like cool places to go visit. Right. Like I don't want to go to New York or or Philadelphia or, or L.A. Right. Like I'd go visit like Nashville, you know, yeah, Austin, Texas. Cool. Yeah. You know, like I, I like small cities that have like characters so, like I do get the appeal of Columbus in that sense. Right. Like from a hockey standpoint. I don't think it does make a lot of sense. Like, you know, leaving Calgary, you're leaving that money on the table and you're not, you're not going home technically, but like overall, like there's nothing wrong with the city of Columbus. I actually know a blue jackets fan. Um, he's actually, uh, you know, like he's a big part of like my streams and stuff like that mm-hmm. when I stream on Twitch and, and he's a, a, a blue jackets fan. He's from Ohio. And, and I don't know, like, I think maybe, I think maybe all of us are kind of crapping on Columbus in a way and and maybe we just shouldn't be like maybe we should try and like see columbus as a good city for hockey because you know like it's a small fan base but it's loyal you know Yep. like they have they have no like wider league presence because it's so small but like when you're in columbus i bet the i bet the jackets in columbus are pretty loved like i don't know you know what like they do have an interesting fan base because like when you see them in the playoffs like their arena is pretty loud and oh yeah like the, can- the canon the canon like, is a nice cool. that's a nice culture thing right that they have in, embedded into their like you know show that they kind of put on like you know every every team has like a a show has a little bit of a trademark that's their trade you know why they're called the blue jackets i don't <laughs> i so don't during know. during the american revolutionary war when, okay when the united states is trying to leave england yep um columbus is where they they manufactured their uniforms for their army and like I don't know if you've seen like have you ever seen the Patriot? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So like the uniforms the Americans wear, like the blue jackets. Oh, that's, okay. That's that it. I see. That's I thought it. it had something to do with like like that kind of. Yeah. Well, the the cannon ties it all together, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. For sure. Um. But yeah, honestly, I don't think they look too bad. Like Columbus gets a lot of shit like talked about them, but 
They have a lot of good prospects and like Kent Johnson, Cole Salinger, Liam Foodie. Um, you know, they I ha- still think it's a weird signing, dude. Like I still think it's weird. Like if I were him, I would have gone to New Jersey. I would have too, but at the same time, maybe he also, you know, wants to start something himself. He doesn't want to go to, you know, like a team that already has maybe some star players. Like Jack Hughes is definitely, you know, I guess like their top priority or some guys like that, right? I feel like in Columbus, he can really like be the top guy there. Maybe he wants to be that top guy. And was he the Him top- and Lining could be nasty. Exactly. Who's their center? Um, I don't know. Was it Boone Jenner? Or no? Could be Boone. Could be. Um, I can see that right here, actually. Um, but, you know, I have a, so I have a theory. So we do see a lot of like uh, guys left in free agency. Oh, Jack Roslevic, I think. Which is kind of oh, that could be good. It's a little weak. Man, they've got they've got good wingers. They do, and they have a lot of decent prospects too. I'm not gonna lie, right? That's why I think they yeah look they lack decent. in the center department though pretty badly. Yeah, they do. Um, but there's one theory I have, which probably won't happen, but you never know. And if I do call it out, I could look like a genius. Where Nazem Kadri was like, wow, I mean, Columbus is actually looking pretty good. I mean, like maybe they traded Bork. Uh, how do you say his name? Borkstrand? Bjorkstrand? Bjorkstrand. Um, they still have no money. They still have no money? Okay. I was going to yeah. say, I was going to say, if they have Bjorkstrand money, was to make room for Line. <laughs> I see. That makes sense. Then. No, they have, they have no money. Uh, it would have been cool if they, you know, made money for, who, who are they even paying that's that much? Like, that. who's keeping their cap like crazy? Uh, Vorchek? Voracek for 8.2, Line oh. for 8.7, Gaudreau for 9.7, Nyquist for 5.5. Oh, he's got to go. That's, that's done after this year. He's got to go. Um, And then Warinsky gets paid 9.5. And they just signed Eric Branson, too. For four? Yeah. yeah. Although, <laughs> see, a lot of people crap on Eric Branson. I honestly think he's um a valuable guy. He's, like, like not bad. Like, yeah, a lot of in teams a time do where, like him. defensive defensemen. Yeah, a lot of a lot of time in this in these times where like teams want a lot of, you know, defensive defensemen. Like they're like think about it, dude. Like purely defensive defensemen. Like for a while there, like nobody wanted them, right? Everybody's like, oh, like you know, the the days of those guys are like done. And now it's like, you know, there are none, especially right-handed ones, and which Erica Branson is. Yeah. So, that's, yeah, that's the value true. with him, man. Yeah, you're right there. And wasn't he a fourth overall pick? Yeah, I remember when he was taken. That is he was crazy. on Vancouver for a bit. Like, he he gets a lot of crap. Like, he gets a lot of crap. And I think he makes a lot of dumb plays. But yeah. I think in the right role, he's good. Because, like, I feel like on teams like Vancouver, like, maybe he was forced into, like, you know, situations that, like, do not cater to his skills. And then he went and played for, like, a bad Ottawa team. Like, how good can you look on a bad Ottawa team when you're not an offensive player? Yeah. You know, you're just getting slammed every night. Yeah, right. So maybe 13. Good Branson. Right. So maybe Good Branson in the right role, you know, with the right partner can be a big asset. I mean, we don't know. He could be. Yeah. Um. He, he definitely like I, I don't think he's an offensive guy. I think he's very. A stay-at-home defenseman. Oh, not at all. You know he's tough too. Man. Yeah, he's he's two hundred twenty-two pounds. He'll fight six five. Oh, no, He'll, he 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 six, fights, five, yeah. man. He's a big guy. Definitely could stick up for those yeah. young guys that are playing in Columbus for sure. And Johnny Goudreau, which <laughs> he is pretty short. Um, oh yeah, 
He's uh, one of the shortest guys in the NHL. He has a. I'm pretty sure he uses a, a stick that's meant for younger kids. I I, I could be wrong there. A mini stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's one of those Bauer mini sticks. You know what I mean? Um, Can you imagine? Um, but yeah. Um, we could. We could keep talking about Columbus with how bad the Bjorkstrand trade is, or we can head back to Calgary, or we can finish up Columbus and then go back to Calgary. Okay, let's. If you want we'll finish. To. We'll finish up Columbus. Um, just because that trade, uh, honestly, like Columbus got fleeced there. That's a horrible trade. They did like that, that third and fourth. I think he's at least a first round pick. Or yeah, at no, least Bjorkstrand a second. Is really good. At least Bjorkstrand a second. Bjorkstrand is really good. Yeah, he's like I was looking at those. Uh, those like statistics things that that people post on Twitter, where it like basically analyzes them like completely yeah. statistically, and he's above average everywhere. He's good at everything. Yeah, and like he was dumped by Columbus, dumped. And like it's like, how do you not like? Why don't you try and move away from like? I I get they probably tried, but like Nyquist, yeah. like like I would do everything I could to get rid of Nyquist. The guy, Before the guy I get finished rid of, with fifty-seven points last year. They have all their firsts too. Like you could have traded like a first in Nyquist to Seattle. Like yeah. I don't know. That would have getting rid of much better. Bjorkstrand. They already have prospects. They don't rid- really exactly like they're really deep on prospects. So like I think like Bjorkstrand is so good, and them getting rid of him, I think like weakens them. Like I think if they keep Bjorkstrand, dude, like they look a lot better. Yeah. No. Definitely. And. Like even if you did trade him for another younger guy, like they just basically got nothing. They got nothing, and I don't know if no. they went off playoff stats, but they don't really have a lot to go off of. Um, I mean, he's not bad in the playoffs, right? Like he's he's pretty decent, but like they just don't have a lot to go off of. But like he's got one points, three points, five points, three points, twelve. Almost have thirty goals. Yeah, you know what? Like yeah, twenty eight goals last season. Um. And like, you know, and playing on, on a pretty bad team, right? Because last year, like, you know, Line a was hurt for most of the year. They didn't have Goudreau, obviously. Like, yep. you know, I think I think you put Bjorkstrand with with a guy like Goudreau this season or something like that. Like, oh, yeah. I think I think Bjorkstrand does even better. I you know? think so, too. I I just really don't like that trade for Columbus. Yeah, no, uh, it just it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, I was kind of shocked by it when I saw it. But, you know, Maybe Columbus has a plan in place for that. Maybe, maybe like you said, it was for Patty Line to get signed. So Seattle sneakily gets better. Yeah, honestly, yeah, you're right. Maybe that was like Seattle's plan. Like we always like um, say that how Ron Francis picked the wrong team. He didn't actually do very well in the expansion draft. But maybe this is his plan to like kind of work his way up to a good team and not be good right away. I think he maybe I mean, they get Burakovsky and Bjorkstrand for for nothing. Right? Yeah, that's that's so, two top six players right there. And their top six suddenly looks pretty competent now. Yeah, definitely. And then maybe Grubauer has a better year. Um, you can see a lot of oh, their defense is still horrific. I, I mean, yeah. well, they have Shane Wright too that they probably will play. Yep. Which is Beniers uh, is yeah, gonna play. Man, they're gonna have a pretty nasty team. And I'm, I mean, like. A lot of the guys there are still pretty young too. Like it's not like a bunch of old. I mean, it, some of them are old, but um, a few. Yeah, they, I don't know. You a know, a lot of twenty-seven-year-olds. Yeah, but it's pretty. That's pretty decent. It's not too bad. Um, yeah, but we can uh, move on to the, the big, huge trade that happened here. And I, when I saw this, I was shocked. Right? Like I was like, what? oh, I couldn't believe it. What the hell? Like my my buddy, um, <clears throat> he sent me this on a DM. And I'm like, 
I was like, I heard like, oh, NHL discussion post sent to you like in my AirPods. And I was like, oh, I wonder what, what happened, right? Maybe uh, um, so, something happened with Kadri or something like that, right? Like that he got signed to a team. And then I look at my phone and then I see Matthew Kachuk, which I kind of expected to be traded because he said he was going to be traded, right? And Calgary said that too. And a conditional fourth round pick was traded for Jonathan Huberto, Mackenzie Weger, Cole Schwint. 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 And a conditional 2025 first round pick. And I'm like, first time in NHL history that two 100 point players have been traded for each other. That is crazy. Who are the, who is the first time? First time. Wow. And I guess, you know, I saw Huberto's name. I mean, like, Uyghur's good, but I could see him getting traded, and I think there was talks about it, right? So, but when I saw Jonathan Huberto, I'm like, holy shit, Jonathan Huberto is, like, amazing. Like, and he's very underrated. He's a very amazing, like, I love Jonathan Huberto. I'm a huge fan of him, and I think he was a key part of Florida, right, for many years, I watch a lot of Panthers games, man, and Huberto is a force, He's talented. And isn't he a playmaker? I'm pretty sure he... I Well, he is, but he scores too. He yeah. scored 30 last year. Do everything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And when I saw his name, that's, that's, that's a high profile. And then to get just Matthew Tuchuk back, I know Matthew Tuchuk is 24. Huberto is... At, he's going to be turning 30, and he's going to be a UFA at the end of the year. And so is Mackenzie Weaker. But at the same time, I think um, Florida lost this trade a little bit. I say a little bit because the Chuck's a good player and I'm probably, they probably wanted a switch up where they wanted more gritty player that can score goals too. And, you know, do everything on the ice pass, uh, get assists, but it's, they gave up Huber, a top winger and Huberdo. They gave up a, a top defenseman in Uyghur. I mean, I think this Cole guy, this Cole Schwit guy is a decent prospect and then a possible first round pick for, it is a first round pick. Yeah. It says conditional. I don't know what the condition is. It's top 10 protected. Oh, I see. Lottery protected. Oh, okay. Um, It's, it's tough because like, I think, I think if you go one for one, Kachuk, like if this trade was Kachuk for Huberto and a first, yeah, I think it'd be, I think it'd be better for, for Florida because, because, you know, Huberto is older. I, he wants a big contract. And Kachuk's younger, doesn't score as many points. Well, I guess he does technically, but Huberto is more of a pure scorer than yeah, I think Kachuk he's is. more expected. Kachuk to. brings a different element, and like it would have been more even. But I think what really tips this thing over the edge in Calgary's flavor is getting favor is getting Uyghur. Yeah, yeah. Uyghur, like a lot of people say, Uyghur's better than Ekblad. I don't think that, but a lot of people do. And this makes like Florida's defense now looks bad. Yeah. Like Weger is a, is is a really really good defenseman, and he doesn't get talked about that much because he plays in Florida. But like I watched a lot of Florida games, man, and like Weger is I think a top two defenseman on a lot of teams in the league. You know? Yeah, I I, I would say uh, so. Yeah, like th- like this this makes Calgary better for sure this season. Now now they're obviously both coming up UFAs, so it's about whether or not Calgary resigns them. But they both said they're open to staying. So if they both resign and like, look, the Huberto contract could be bad. Like it could be, it could be a massive, long, huge contract that goes into his late 30s, and it's gonna look bad in like four seasons, right? Yeah. But this year, 
I think it's a for sure Calgary win. Yeah, like like you said, like, yeah, this year, right? Like obviously, yeah. Chuck's for the future. They sign up to an eight-year, nine point five million dollar contract. Definitely going to be there for the rest of his career. I mean, I'm assuming probably. And yeah, he he's only growing from here. But when you look at Mackenzie Weger, literally a forty-four point defenseman and a plus forty, plus forty. He's a big. He was a big part of that defense core in, in Florida, right? And like you know, we, we're all focusing on Huberto. We all know how good Huberto is, but we're we we can't ignore how good Mackenzie Weger is too. And he kind of just got shipped off. Like I know his contract's coming up, but holy crap! Like this guy has come up and shown that he's a great NHL defenseman. Previous year he got thirty six um, points and then plus twenty nine. This guy has been amazing. Right, this guy has had two hundred and three shots on goal. I think he's going to get even more points in Calgary too, because I think he instantly becomes Calgary's best offensive defenseman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it, like Florida, Florida. I think Ekblad got the fair share of the of the power play time. Yep, I think. I don't know. Ekblad had a lot of points. Um, let me look that up. Yeah, I mean. And like Florida was a good team last year too, so like a lot of them probably did have a lot of points. Um, if you think about it, Ekblad had fifty-seven points. I need to see power play points, please. I wish. Okay, you don't show me power play points. Yep. Uh, but but Uyghur like. I think a Calgary Uyghur is now the top guy, right? Like, because yep. Tanev is a defense, defensive defenseman. Like, there's not a lot of offense in him. But, like, I think Uyghur's better than Shillington. Yep, definitely. I think he's better than Anderson that's on the team. Um, yep. He's definitely going to be a key part. And, I, I, like, people are saying, oh, because like, Goudreau left, Chuck left. I don't think Calgary's going to be great. I honestly think the opposite. And if they can get... Yeah, like, I'm glad I had 20 power play points. Yeah, holy crap, man. Ekblad has always been amazing to me. Um, that guy has been a man ever since he came out of the wo- his mother's womb. Yeah. Literally has a big, huge beard. Um, but, you know, like people are saying Calgary's not, that, that they're going to struggle, they're not going to be a good team, and they're in a rebuild. I don't think that, like maybe I said that myself, but I don't think that anymore. Like, well, like, if they could get, like they have a lot of cap. So if there's some free agents out there that if they can sign something, like, I mean, like we mentioned Kadri, I don't know if Kadri would want to come to Calgary, but people have said like that is a possibility, right? They can offer him a lot of money in the money. They got 9 million and 9.3 million in space right now. I think so. Here's the thing with Calgary. They are still down a top six forward because like, yes, they get Huberto back, but they've still lost Goudreau. Yep. Yeah. So, so their top six, I think, looks weak to me. Yes, because at this point, it's gonna be it's gonna be Huberto, Lindholm, um, and Mangiapane, and then the second line is gonna be like Coleman, Toffoli, and like Backland. Like that's a little weak, I think, for yeah. a contender. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, like I said, like there's a lot of guys that are still in free agency and you know, not a lot of high profile players too. Like you can you can get guys that haven't been, you know, you know, like been offered that big money and like there's guys like Corey Perry still out there. 
he could sign Corey Perry, and he's he's shown like he is good. Like he's not a bad player. Wait, is he out there or did he where, sign? Where I'm not sure. Where they're stacked though is defense, dude. Oh, that was that was 2020. I was gonna on 2020 list. That is not good. Hannafin, Anderson, Tanev, Zadorov, Uyghur, Valamaki. Yeah, they're stacked. Shillington. Yeah, their defense score doesn't need help at all. Right? No, it's it's set. Um I'm trying to see who is still available here. I don't know. It's hard to find a, a list, but there I know there's definitely some guys that are available in free agency. And I like I would definitely go for, you know, an older guy. And and, and you know, he like Corey Perry, like I don't know if he's still signed with Tampa Bay. Um, Subban, Kessel. Yeah, Ke- Phil Kessel. Um, he, did, is Patrice Bergeron? Yeah, but I, th- I think it's pretty evident that he's signing with Boston still. Okay. Um, Kadri, Klingberg. Yep. Paul Statsny. Yeah, oh, he could be interesting. Right? Uh, are these RFAs here? This looks like an RFA. I think Dil- I think Dylan Dubé is Dylan Dubé still an RFA with them or did they sign him? I don't see Dubé on this list. Yeah, so Dylan Dubé is a, um, a RFA that they have to re-sign as well. So oh, wait, hold on. I need some cap for him. Oh yeah, no, he's signed. He's signed. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So Dylan Dubé could take a step too. Yeah, he could. And you know what? He's he's proven to be a good young player for them. Um is an RFA. He's not signed. He's not signed, and that's that's a guy that I need to sign. Definitely need to sign him. He's only 26. Jeez, I thought he was older. Yeah, like these guys are still pretty young. Like Dubé is still only 24, right? Like there's there's definitely an opportunity to get to their prime years and put up some points for Calgary. And you know, like I don't think they're done. I think they're they're you know they're still to be like they still have uh, Jacob Markstrom, which I think he's going to be good next year still. And yeah, I don't think they're going to struggle as much as people think they are. There's guys available, dude. Like. I'm going through this list here. I'm just looking like there are guys who could potentially slot into a top six role. And, and, you know, Zach Aston Reese is available. Yeah, he's decent. Um, uh, Evan Rodriguez is out there. I mean, maybe if he gets a shot, right? There's a lot of good bottom six guys available, like Tyler Mott still out there. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think I just thought of a name. It's kind of a touchy subject, but, you know, he is looking to make a comeback in the NHLs, Jake Vertanen. No, my God. I know. I brought it up. I brought it up. Um, he's terrible, though. Yeah, he's not a great player, but, you know. Like, people think that his career got ruined by the case, but no, his career got ruined because he's bad. Yeah. I mean, would he take you, like, a, a league minimum contract to come back? Oh, for sure he would, but nobody's going to give him that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Jake Vertanen's terrible, dude. Like, terrible. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, his whole career, like, well, there's so much hype around him, and he never lived up to it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Well, as a as a Canucks fan, trust me. Yeah. Yeah. So with Jake Vertanen, in case anybody doesn't know, he got cleared in that case, um, not guilty. Um, take that as you will. Uh, but at the end of the day, he's a he's a crappy hockey player. Yeah. You know, so he's not he's he's never been good. Well, how high was he picked? Sixth. Yeah, not a six ahead of, overall ahead pick. Of, ahead of ahead of Ehlers. Yeah. Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah, ahead of Ehlers and Nylander. Yeah. Oh my god, man. I mean, I, like that happens a lot, but like, yeah, he's been pretty underwhelming. 
Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah, we also took Ole Uolevi instead of Matthew Kachuk. Although at this point, I'm not so upset about the Kachuk thing. So. Yeah, because now they don't even have him. Well, you know, obviously he doesn't want to play. Oh wait, in Canada, they so got I well, mean, they but... got they got Huberto out of out of him though, <laughs> and Weger. True. Yeah, I don't know, dude. It like blah, like I don't know Calgary. <sighs> yeah, they they need they need more forward talent, basically. I think. No. Yeah, I, like that's but that's basically there, what their need is. There are interesting players available though. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. We just to finish all that Jake Vertanen, we don't have any input on it. Like we don't know what happened, but uh, you know, he said he's making a comeback to the NHL or at least trying to. So I was just a thought that I had to see if he. No, no, for sure. He's he's not like. You know, he like not guilty. Like that, and that is what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Just. Exactly. We don't know what happened, but you know, um, but like we said, he's pretty terrible. <laughs> he's not. He's, no, not, he's not. He's not a good player. Special. He never really was. And uh, he's not a good player, man. He yeah. couldn't crack the top six when Vancouver was at its worst. Yeah. Like. No, and he's never. He really had one up... season where he scored close to twenty goals, and that was it. That yeah. was it. That was Jake Verdan. Yeah, I think he's staying in the K. Well, it, it'd probably be better for. I don't him even to know if the he's KHL. hanging over there. No, just retired. I don't know what he's gonna do. Ah, uh, no, I think I. I don't know. He'd probably do well in like the Swiss league. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, we can move on here. Uh, I'm gonna say like a few minor things before we get on to the next topic. I think we'll talk about the Blackhawks next. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna mention a few things here. Uh, David Quinn. What's his name? David. David. Yes, David Quinn. Uh, got signed as the Sharks head coach. Today, I think it was. All right, what day is today? Today is... No, he got signed yesterday um, to the San Jose Sharks as a new head coach, which is pretty cool. Um, I th- I think he's a pretty good coach. He was he was decent in New York. Um, you know, obviously it didn't work out for him. Um, Dustin Brown will have his number retired, number 23 retired by the Kings on February 11th, and we'll have a statue of him as well. I That's stupid. <laughs> I, I thought it was a little weird because they're like they're naming the names that people that ha- like to have a statue outside of the arena, and it like his names his name just didn't match with the other people. <laughs> no, one of these things is not like the others. I, I, uh, I nothing against Dustin Brown. I think he was an important piece to their you know championship. Like he is a guy yeah. that will do anything for the team. Um, and I I do like Dustin Brown, right? Like I like him, and I always thought it was weird that he was captain. But I don't like him. I don't mind him. I think he's a very, you know, he's a gritty player. He can put up some points, but I think he... He laid a dirty hit on, on Henrik Sedin. Oh, like oh, it's... Okay, we've got we to upset Vancouver fan right here. Um, but... Sorry, I think it was in the second round. I, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, you remember? Remember when it was? What? You remember when it was, too? No, it was in the first round. I just wanted to be mean. Um, oh. It was like 2013 or something. I see. We didn't. Isn't that when they were the eight seed team and beat them? Yes. Oh man! And then they won the cup. Yeah, yeah. It was when Vancouver won the second. <laughs> we made it the cup final, and then the next season we won the President's Trophy for the second year in a row, and then we lost to LA, and then and then LA won the cup. Yeah. Oh man, that's a brutal story. Mm-hmm. But you know, congrats to Dustin Brown. Um, he he uh, he's getting a statue and his number retired. He's been there for years, so. I think they really appreciated his effort there. So even though Bryce isn't a fan. Um, 
And then we do we have what else is here? I know they're oh yeah, Jetsy Pulley signs a one year contract with the Oilers. Um which that is worth arbitration. Three million dollars. Yeah, not bad. Uh career high at thirty six points last season. I think he's pretty underwhelming too. Fourth overall. He's gotta do more. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't I don't think he's had a lot of success. Um like we we mentioned a lot of players that are still in free agency here. Um, stars hire Dubor Dubor. I'm so Pete bad Dubor. at uh, yeah. I'm so bad at pronouncing names, even when they're like simple names. Um, okay. as as their head coach, um, which is pretty cool. And then um, we could talk. I want to kind of want to talk about more about the Dubois situation. Um, after the Blackhawks, um, but. We do have Mitch Marner um, actually texted Shane Wright at, when he got drafted saying number four isn't too bad. Number four is a good pick, right? And that kind of gave him that reassurance, like don't beat yourself too hard about number four. Like it ends up working out for you. And I really don't think the draft order really matters. I mean, I think Shane Wright's pretty not. competitive. I think that's why he took it maybe. And like, do you think he was staring at the Montreal Canadiens I think he did look at them. I think he did. He he denied it, saying he didn't. But I think he was. I think he he definitely yeah, gave them a I stare, like, and he definitely made it heard that he, like he's gonna have a chip on his shoulder for his career, right? Do we still think Arizona picking Cooley was a good decision? I think they had their eyes set on him. I've heard he's a very good offensive player. I've he's heard. like a, he's like a Zegris, right? Like he's really exciting. Yeah, I think I think I like him honestly. And I think I don't know. It's just I guess it's a safe pick for them because he's American, right? And Arizona struggles to yeah, you know, get yeah, talent. Yeah, um, and I I think that you know, Shane Wright's more of a two way defense, uh, two way centerman too, and they compare him to Patrice Bergeron. So okay, um, but you know, like I I think where the I think where Logan Cooley went, I think he like he fits Arizona a lot better than Wright would. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. think Wright going to Seattle is cool. Like, you know, it, it can become like his team. Like if Wright, if yep. Wright is as good as he says he is and he thinks he is, then like Seattle's got their franchise centerman, right? Oh, for but sure. We'll see. Yep. Um, And then we got here. Like I said, okay, we'll, I'll talk about Dubois quickly. Well, um, so Pierre-Luc Dubois, there was rumors saying that, you know, well, he did make it heard that when he, becomes a free agent after he signs this contract with the Winnipeg Jets that he will be testing free agency. Like we said, that's a little weird. Um, the way he did, like said that, like um, it's bizarre to say two years out from the end of your contract <laughs> that you're going to test free agency. Like, yep. Why even say that? I don't know. Like, it's really odd. Maybe he wants attention from other teams. Um, he wants attention. I don't know. Um, he's a, he's an interesting guy and in how his route went for the NHL. But he did sign a one-year, $6 million contract with a qualifying offer on Friday. Yep. So he's definitely kicking it for maybe one more year in Winnipeg, but then he's going to be out for sure. Yeah, he's not the type who's going to, like, be a big baby and, like, you know, not play and stuff like that. But, yeah. like, he's definitely a bit of a diva. Like, he he obviously, yeah. like, he wants to make all – he wants to have all the power. He wants to make all the decisions about where he is. And, you know, if he's – you know, he – if he's not in his like ideal situation, then he's going to, you know, say so. Yeah. He wants out. And like that, that's a, it's a bad look, you know, for the NHL. <clears throat> Cause like, you know, usually NHL players shut up and, but he's out there like, you know, saying anything he wants 
And yeah. so he's a good player. Like he's good. Like I think Dubois fits on a lot of teams. Yeah, you know? I don't think he's a, a, like. Would you consider him a really high end prospect anymore, or high on high end player anymore? I don't. Since I think he, went, he can't. I think he can be. He can be. Yeah. I think he's kind of his game has kind of decreased ever since he got traded. I mean, we had him in the first half of last season. He was so good. We had him in fantasy hockey yeah, yeah, on our fourth liners team, and he was so good. Yeah, that's true. Um, Shadow pick, like. Yeah, good. exactly. And I, I don't think we expected him to actually do that well at first. No. But you know, and he's he's even said I didn't ask. He's like I didn't ask for a trade. That was kind of like the media that was saying that. But it's kind of. When you indicate that you're going to test free agency, you're kind of indicating you want to leave. So does the, wouldn't a trade be an outlet to that? Like, a trade is a different I way. mean, you could you could look at it from the other way and say he's giving, you know, he's telling Winnipeg early that he doesn't think he wants to sign there. So, you know, you've got two years to, to trade me if you want, like if you want to get value. Yeah. You know, he's not, he's not snaking them. Well, in that way, he's not actually asking for a trade. He's just saying. I mean, what, what's worse? What, what what's worse uh pierre luc dubois two years out from the end of his contract saying he's going to test free agency or or john Tavares saying he doesn't want to leave and then leaves for nothing what's worse honestly the Tavares thing because you're giving the team hope right you're 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 basically lying right well not yeah. lying because like, well it happens deep, probably happens a lot in the nhl right it does it does like you're 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 basically alluding to the fact that you want to stay and then and then when it comes down to it you know your original team can't recoup any value because you you've you're ditching them right so at least dubois is letting columbus or um letting um winnipeg know that like i'm probably gonna leave so like you could get value for me like i don't know yeah oh yeah definitely right and like never really appreciate the heads up and i think mark shifley's gonna be on his way out too soon yeah, I think Winnipeg's going to rebuild here. Pretty yeah, soon. it's probably the right call for them. I mean, their their team didn't, you know, perform like they thought they the, would. Like the, they they had I so mean, many they had chances. They had so many chances, yeah. and they just didn't do it. And I think their team has gotten worse. Right? They had a shot. I think I think they really did have a shot when they had, you know, Hellebuck playing at his peak, and Blake Wheeler was still in his prime, and you you know Connor and 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 all those guys right like Ehlers as well like they they still have a lot of good pieces man like if they decide to tear it down and get rid of a lot of those pieces then they could get a lot of value for them because those are all good players oh yeah it's just not coming together i i just don't i, th- I think they're going to rebuild but uh we can move on to um the chicago blackhawks and the direction they're heading and when you look at oh, their boy. when you i know when you look at their lineup really like it's pretty bare it's the worst it's bare like that's how i'd describe it Right, I mean, and it came out recently that Jonathan Tays uh, doesn't like the rebuild that they're gonna do. Doesn't sound appealing, and I, I mean, I don't blame him for saying that. Uh, and he also said it's gonna be like five plus years for a new team to come into like full effect here. And does Jonathan Tays have have five to six years to actually stay there and do that? I don't no. think so. I think he wants to go win more cups. Like he has three, and he wants to go win more. Um, but you know, like you were saying, it's kind of like their fault for getting those huge ass contracts, right? Yeah. Like before the podcast, and- I said before we started recording, I said that like I, you know, Kane and and Tave signed those massive contracts. Like they're still huge. Like so, it, they're each getting paid ten point five, right? Yep. So those are those are big contracts, right? 
you got to remember that they signed those contracts like freaking eight years ago. Yeah. Like, and, and the cap was way smaller back then. So, so they like together, I think we're taking up like over 30% of, of Chicago salary cap, 37%, something like that. That's insane. Like, like, That's so, terrible. so, you know, Taves is going to complain about the team going into a rebuild, but, but the team's been going, the, the team has been heading in, in this direction ever since they signed those stupid contracts because they haven't been able to keep any of the pieces around them. I mean, they had to get rid of, they had to get rid of Panarin. You know, yeah. they had to get rid of, they had to get rid of, they had all these great pieces around them that they could no longer afford because Taves and Kane decided they wanted to be paid $10.5 million. And back then, if we think about inflation, I mean, those are probably like $13 million contracts back then, right? Yep. Like... So that's a massive amount of the cap. Yeah. And like, just like one guy, maybe I'd understand. But two players, ten point five, that is a shit ton of money to give up there. That's you are handcuffed. That's twenty million dollars. That's twenty million dollars more than twenty million dollars that you're giving up right there, right? It's insane. And so and so yeah. So now Kane and Taves, uh, I think reasonably want want out. That you know they're getting paid ten point five for one more year, and then their UFAs. Yep. I think this season they get moved. Yeah. No, and I, I think they they kind of want to be moved too as well, and I think Patrick Kane is more of a higher. He still has that big um, trade value on his belt there, and I think he's the yeah, more he high still scores player. it at a good rate. Yeah, yeah. Taze has struggled, I think, with injuries and you know just getting older as well. And I, 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 I there was something. Why he was he out one year? He was dealing with something. Remember. He was dealing with something. I mean, it sucks that he had to deal with something like that. I don't remember either. But I just think that he won't be, you know, as desired as Patrick Kane is. And with a $10.5 million contract, they're going to have to retain it for Jonathan Well, Davis. I think Chicago will retain 50% on both of them to make them movable. Um, yes. I, I yeah. It's only one year. They have a ton of cap, right? So they can afford to retain you know, the 5 million on them each. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and move them to, to other teams. Uh, Taves, even at that point, I think Taves, like unless a team has a lot of space, like Taves is still going to be a tough pill to swallow at, at mm. 5 million for, for a lot of people. Yeah. Just because that's a lot of money for a guy that you don't really know what you're getting. Yep. Kane, I think is definitely still a very positive asset. Yeah. Especially at 5 million. So, Kane will be an easy move, I think. I think any contender would try and go out and get Kane, but Taves, Taves will be a tougher fit. Yeah, he he did only get thirty seven points in seventy one games last season. And... He, he's not that far removed though from a like a good year. Like he he had uh, eighty one points in eighteen nineteen. You know, like he was a point per game player yeah. three seasons ago. He's not a bad player. Like all means, third overall pick. You know, three time Stanley Cup winner. Um, you know. A Conn Smythe Trophy winner, Frank Jels- Frank J. Selkie Trophy winner, Mark Messier at NHL yeah. Leadership Award, two World J- Junior Championships under his belt. Like he is a great player, and he's been the captain there for a while, like a while, like a long ass time, like basically his whole career. And you know he's led this team for many years. I like he's not a bad player at all, and then he's a good like asset to have, especially if you want to go win a cup or something like that. I think that's a team he should go to. That's you if know. he's healthy, yeah, yeah. 
definitely. Like he can definitely benefit on a team, but just not Chicago anymore. Unfortunately, I don't. And think- I, and like I think his bad point totals also reflect how just bad Chicago is. Yeah, like he just doesn't have the supporting factors for him to get good points or a good amount of points. Chicago's Ross roster is is so sad. Yeah, it's looking at it, it's probably the worst roster in the league. Yeah, I think so too. I, th- I think it's worse than Arizona. I I think Chicago is heading for Connor Bedard. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. At least, it's, at it's least, Bedard Bedard, time, at least Bedard or Mitchkov. You know what I mean? Like getting yep. either one of those guys for sure. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to be as shit as possible. I mean, they got they took Peter Mrazek's contract from the Toronto Maple Leafs. They also signed Max Domi and Andreas Anthony. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, I don't like. I don't think Domi is gonna. I don't think Domi's any kind of factor anymore. I think. I think those two guys will probably be trade bait at the deadline. Yep. And that's what you know, Domi and Antonio has been in their careers, right? Just a little bit yeah, of trade rate, playoff never guys. Been able know? to, yeah, yeah, you know, a contender will pick one of those guys up for real cheap just to to fill up, you know, an injury or something. But yep. But yeah, Chicago is gonna go in a rebuild mode. Although, like, it's kind of weird. Like, they traded away Debrinket for like not that much. They traded away Kirby Doc. Like, why are you trading away Kirby Doc? Like, I thought Doc was kind of like. A future piece for them but yeah that was know. weird that was so i mean maybe just did they didn't see a future with him i don't know i don't know and then they, and then they Seth got Jones is stuck there for forever yeah like and the brink hat was still pretty young that's the thing the brink hat was young i uh, i mean i i get you gotta get rid of everyone you wanted value too but he was still young that he could have been there for a few years and i think he yeah Chicago. although i, I I think he's still a little bit too old though to sit through a rebuild. Like I yeah. think, be wasting. I think trading him was the right move. Yeah, he would have been there for, through his prime, right? Like by the time Chicago's ready to compete, how old is Debrinket now? He's twenty four. Yeah, so he'd be like twenty nine before they're ready to compete again. So that's you know a waste of time. Yeah, and uh, you know he he, he I, Ottawa's looking really good. Ottawa's looking oh, like so a force to be reckoned with, right? The Canadian teams are getting pretty decent, I have to say. All right? I think they're all pretty good except Montreal and Winnipeg. Montreal Montreal will be there. Montreal will be there. I think Montreal will be you there. Think, you think Caulfield and Suzuki are going to take big steps? Yes, and then they have Kirby Doc. Who else do they have? Slavoski. Uh, yeah. Who else yeah. do they have? They have other guys. I just don't remember right now on the top of my head, but like they are looking good. And... You know, Carey Price will be back this season too, which I hopefully he can be the Carey Price that you know the Vesna winning Carey Price, and he definitely can be. He definitely could can be a be. sneaky team. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, it's a it's tough to tell. Um, there's still a lot of things that need to be done this off season too. Like a lot of free agents are still sitting out there, like Kadri, Klingberg. Where Where do you think Kadri goes? It's so weird, but people are saying that he's going to go back to Colorado. They're, he, they're just waiting for them to like clear up cap space for him. That's what that people are saying. There's rumors with Klingberg, too, about Vancouver. I can see that. I can see that. Apparently, Vancouver was trying to trade away Myers. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, space. And they could do that. I don't right? know how. I don't, I don't know if I want Klingberg, though. Like, he's another offensive defenseman. Like, we don't. Like, we need, like. Yeah, I mean, Solid, you know, and he's not young anymore either. You know what I mean? I think, like, is Vancouver a 
cup contending team? I don't know. We don't know. I don't know what they are, man. And like, are like, they giving up Miller? Are they giving up Besser? They have this the Garland. They have this great young core, and they have good veterans. They have a glaring weakness on defense, and they have a franchise top five goaltender. I think. Yep. And, but like, we don't know what we are. Yeah, you know what? Like, I honestly would keep the forward core. I like it. I don't think there's anything wrong. I think it was the coaching, Travis Green. I think yeah. with Boudreaux, you're like if he started off the season with those guys, a definitely a good team, good start to the season like, as well. Like OEL is like still good. Yeah. Like people kind of forget about him, but like OEL had a sneaky good season I last like year. Him. Like OE, OEL's good. He's yeah. just too expensive, and that's the problem. We have too many guys on yeah. contracts. OEL, Myers, Garland, who just like, like they're good, but like they're just so expensive that it handcuffs the team. Yeah. You know, yep. uh, but I don't know. I think, I think they could get good. Like, I think, I don't know, with Kuzmenko coming in and Pod Colson taking a step, like I think Vancouver could be good, but I think, I don't know. I don't, I don't know they, what they are. They don't need to make many changes in my opinion. I think they're like, oh, we need to trade Miller. We need to trade all these guys. I don't think so. Honestly, in my opinion. I think if you keep those guys, bring it, bring in Kuzmenko, um, bring in like they just signed Mikheyev as well. They you know trade Myers, sign Klingberg or whoever, right? Get a better defenseman. Get another. Do you guys need right-handed defenseman? Yes, that yes. Get a right-handed. Myers defenseman. and Luke Shen are our only right-handed defensemen. Yeah, and I mean like I don't think they're a bad team, and if you can make those minor tweaks, definitely you can definitely make far in the playoffs for sure but it's uh it's I, tough to I tell. um one more one more thing here before we do end it uh so uh come out that bobby ryan is going back to rehab um he's he's struggled with uh as uh with alcohol addiction and you know he said that he put out an, a statement where he felt embarrassed and i, I just want to say there's nothing to be embarrassed about you're a human man no. Like it's a it's a problem that's affecting like millions of people in the world, and it's a hard thing to get past, right? And it's uh it's all about mental health as well, which we all struggle with. And you know what? You're human at the end of the day, and if you need to go back to rehab, that there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need to be embarrassed. And I hope all the best for him. You know what I mean? I think he's a great guy. He's been through a lot in his life too, right? Like the whole situation with his parents. And um, if you guys haven't heard that story. But I just think, uh, you know, uh, he's a good guy and he just, you know, needs to get help, and which a lot of people do. And I hope he gets that help. But yeah. Agreed. You know, it's it's tough. And, you know, people like to be critical of, of these players and stuff like that. It's like these guys are just people and they're in extraordinary circumstances where, you know, young men come into a lot of money really quickly. And a lot of the time they're surrounded by a bad influence, you know? Yeah. And, the life is very fast for them and life comes at them, you know, very quickly. And, you know, they're catapulted from, from, you know, playing small time hockey in some small town into superstardom, you know, and like none of us, unless, you know, we are them know how to handle that. Yep. And it's a very tough thing for young men, I think to, to, to process all of that. And so, you know, there's no shame in, 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 you know, making mistakes and, and asking for help. So 
Well, yeah, like you, 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 like you know what I really love to see. Like I saw it on the on the weekend, maybe or whatever. But uh, Patty the Batty, I, you know who that is? No, the UFC guy. He's the mop, uh, the mop haircut, blonde guy. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like him, and he really he said a, a statement at the end of his fight because I think he recently lost uh, one of his good friends from home to suicide, and he literally like spoke out saying that men's mental health awareness is a joke there's there's no awareness for it at all um hardly any funding and men think they can't speak out which is not true and there's a, he said there's a stigma where if you feel the only way out is killing yourself go talk to someone so i i think that i like when i saw that i was like wow that's a great message you know and we all struggle with mental health problems and men especially and they just don't like to get help because they think it makes them look weak but honestly it makes you look stronger that you can actually go ask for that help so i just wanted to put that out there because I, I really liked hearing that message today and i think a lot of people can benefit from that message bobby ryan has only ever struck me as a nice guy yeah you know so always you know always I, I, I hope he gets better is he is he retiring is he done i don't know i i can only imagine i don't think he signed with anyone so like you never know I'd, i i'd love to see him come back for a year but i would you know, too whatever whatever he needs right yeah. so if he needs to retire big support to, to bobby ryan man yeah exactly yep. big support to bobby ryan he had he's had a tough life dude like bobby ryan isn't even his real name you know yeah. like yeah it's crazy eh? like he's had a tough life and and like i know it's it might sound silly to say that because always oh, an nhl player making millions but like just because you make millions doesn't mean you know you, you don't have like extraordinary difficulties no you know so it doesn't matter who you are everyone struggles exactly exactly okay uh is that it for you then i think so that was a good pod honestly we talked about a lot uh yeah. we haven't been on in a while uh, me and brace have been uh brace and i have been working like like dogs uh at our normal day jobs um so i mean but we're trying our hardest to get some content out there for you and uh definitely um i'm gonna finish off the la king series and one thing i want to say i did record the episode actually i i played the episode but I wasn't recording the whole time, which kind of sucked. So I had to redo it. Um, but I'll definitely get out that finish that there. So me and Bryce and I can definitely get out a franchise mode there for you on our free time and uh, get some more pods out. And then we also have a guest coming up soon, which uh, is pretty exciting. So we'll get back to you guys. Cool on that. one. Yeah, I, I would definitely tune in. And um, it's going to be a funny one for sure and uh you know check us out on our socials on instagram twitter tiktok we appreciate you guys on there um check out our youtube as well where uh you can like subscribe and share which is greatly appreciated we all love that support from you guys you got a buddy who likes hockey you know doesn't doesn't listen to any podcasts you know introduce him to the fourth liners podcast get him hooked on us man get them hooked on us we're pretty good chill guys to listen to i i hope so at least i don't know if we're annoying. We have a lot of hot takes we're not we're not experts but you know no. we, uh, yeah we're just we know our hockey we're the hockey we're just basic hockey fans that love to talk about it and and uh, also you know check us out on spotify and apple podcast where you can listen to this and i think that's all from me bryce that's it you got it all man i'm good to end all right so am i all right thank you guys so much for listening we will see you in the next episode have a good one guys hopefully you didn't hear my chair this time no no chair no chair we're good all right sweet